Idis, come and record the Drift ad. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Drift Outfitters in downtown Toronto, Ontario. Drift Outfitters is your source for all things fly fishing. From waders to boots to threads and feathers, Drift has it all. Check it out on their website for their latest updates and policies regarding shopping during the pandemic. Curbside pickup for your online phone orders is a great way to get the gear you need. And they're shipping for free across Canada on orders over 100 bucks. Visit driftoutfitters.com to learn more. Driftoutfitters.com. Hello, welcome to another episode of SoFly. It is uh, the end of May, and we're we're back recording another podcast uh, remotely. We're not together this time, uh, unlike the last time. My name is Mitch. We've got Aldo. Hey, everybody. We got Yelma. Hello, everyone. And we're very excited to be talking with uh, Mike Craparota. Grew up right here in southern Ontario and has fished for as long as he can remember. As a child, Mike spent his spent trips to the family cottage, fishing away on Lake Simcoe, um, around Snake Island, off the dock for bass and perch. Uh, the fishing bug bit him hard and has now taken him to some pretty incredible places, including Yellowstone National Park for cutties and, and the coastal water of Tampa Bay for Spanish mackerel, uh, which is pretty cool. Definitely want to talk about that. He makes an annual trip to the shores of Lake Superior to fish for coastal brook trout, which is amazing. When Mike isn't fishing, you can find him stuck to the vice, tying up all kinds of patterns from classic drives to modern-day streamers. As a fly-tying ambassador at Drift Outfitters, he's a full-blown fly-tying junkie and an amateur photographer who's always down to chat, give some tying tips, and talk fishing. Today, he's on the show. Mike, thanks for joining us, man. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Long time. Yeah, I know. It's been a while, since, been we, a while. We, since we yeah. hung out. It's been like a yeah, lockdown or something. Yeah. I know. I know. I know. But this is, uh, what What about, I think we. it was at one of those uh, Flights and Flies Drift puts on. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. And uh, I think we just kind of hung out and chatted, chatted tying, chatted fishing, I think what, what what we're gonna do today right so mm-hmm. looking forward to it yeah, pretty, pretty oh, much i yeah. bumped into you a couple of times on the oh yeah yeah my yeah i think uh yeah it was king street king and bathurst area i i yelled at yama he's like who's that guy yelling at me yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> it's always funny like bumping into people from fly fishing when they're not in their waders and you're like where do i know you from again yeah. <laughs> you're like downtown yeah. toronto you're like, you're like oh right 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 <laughs> i know we all we all got our headphones in just kind of doing the daily commute you know and then it's like oh man i know this guy totally so <laughs> wow looking amazing so mike awesome. where 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 are betsy calling it from today uh, I'm actually not in downtown Toronto anymore. I moved out uh, the 1st of May. Uh, I'm living back. Uh, my parents have a place up in uh, Thornbury, Ontario. So um, the uh, yep. pretty close proximity yes. to the Beaver River. Yeah, so I'm uh, I'm chilling here right now. I got some pretty wicked fly fishing opportunities around here in the Grey Bruce. And um, I'm taking full advantage of it. I've yep. been out as much as I can, and uh, yeah, miss honestly, I'm missing the Credit River. I, uh, you know, I haven't been fishing it quite as much this year, just because it's a little bit further away from me right now. But uh, you know, I'm getting used to the rivers around here, so mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. looking forward to that. Look, looking forward to you know getting used to the the Grey Bruce and what it has to offer, which is pretty wicked mm-hmm. so far. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Totally. I mean. 
love the uh, you know the the handful of times I've I've fished the beaver. I, I, I love it. So have you been out? Have you been exploring new water? I have a ton. Yeah, the uh, the beaver the beaver it's a bit of a question mark, right? It's it's uh, it's it's a little different than all you know all, most of the other rivers around here or around southern Ontario. It's um there's not much on it to to research, so it's uh, it's a lot of you know doing a lot of self discovery and in walking and wading and figuring it out on your own. You know I do it a lot. Of, I talk to a lot of angler anglers, so. Uh, that helps, but you know, it, nothing, you know, is more beneficial than just going out on your own and figuring things out, you know, as a, as a solo angler kind of thing. So that's what I've been mm -hmm. doing mostly mm -hmm. and it's been paying off, man. I, I've been fishing. So my parents have been here for a while, so I've been coming up here just weekends kind of thing. Uh, but now I'm, I'm here during the week. So mm -hmm. I, I get a lot of stretches to myself, you know, which is, uh, which is huge, right? Like we, we don't get that much, you know, on the credit or the grand or anything like that. So to be yeah. able to, to have a stretch to yourself is huge. Yeah. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah. That's, that's super nice. And where did you yeah. go out this weekend, this long weekend at all and fish? I, yeah. So, well, I, I wasn't in around this area. I was up in, um, uh, the yes. Pigeon Lake area. So the Kawarthas, um, I have, uh, I have friends that I got a place Very up nice. there. So yeah, we, we did some, not too much, but I, I have a kayak. So I brought that up there and did some bass and pike and, and stuff like that. Nice. So nice. that was fun. What'd you guys do? What'd you guys get up to this weekend? Oh man, we credit. fished the credit pretty hard, yeah. eh? We fished yeah. pretty hard on the credit. It was a pretty awesome season. weekend. Yeah. Credit, eh? Yeah, you know, you got it. You know, we were, we were kind of, we were, it was a, it was a hot weekend. So we were, you know, trying, we were like, can we, are we going to even be able to go out? You know, is it too hot? But uh, we hit some we hit some times when it wasn't too bad, and um, and also found lots of good cold water, and, and had a great great weekend fishing a couple a couple days out there. Evening time, you know, that's the best time for us. That's what we've just we've been yeah. afternoon evening guys lately. Yeah, totally. No, I just watched your uh, the episode on on the West Credit, and I think you guys did a great job. I just wanted to touch on that and just mm -hmm. say, you know what, you guys, you don't have to do this, and um, you know it's mm -hmm. great getting the word out for that that region of the world. It touches, you know, a soft spot in my heart, and you know it's it's a place where I started to fly fish, and I think a lot of people, right? And that's the that's the start. So totally. Mm -hmm. uh, I just want to say, you know, I, I listened to it actually on my trip up to the Corthas this weekend, and. I got a little emotional, man. You yeah. you did a great job, Mitch. Uh, your little monologue there at the start, and um, you did it. You did it, you did an awesome job. And I think you know it, it needs that little spot. It needs uh, needs a voice. So I think what better way to do it with you guys, right, on this podcast? So right on. Thanks, man. That's so Thanks nice. Thanks for the kind words. We man. appreciate that. Yeah, yeah that's so awesome. So kind. Yeah, I mean, it's. I think to your point, Mike. Like, I think I, you know, same same here. Like listening not Mitch talk, but also you know, also some of our former guests and, and friends mm -hmm. and stuff. Uh, to your point, Mike, like it's a really special place for a lot of people because I think it's a lot. It's a it's a place where a lot of people learn how to fly fishing, first connect with the sport, or, or maybe even the outdoors. So I think it really does hold a, a pretty mm -hmm. special place. And you know, if you talk yeah. to a guy like Josh, brings his kids there, or even our buddy Adis has started to bring his daughter there on the West Credit because you know it's fun to flip little flies for for brookies that are pretty eager to go to go to the fly. Um, you know, it's a lot of people's first, so it's a really special place. So that's a that's a good point, Mike. So, but but thank you. I guess is what I'm saying. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Sure. So, sure. Uh, Mike, why don't we just go right to the beginning then of how this whole thing with fly fishing and, and you started? Like, how did how did you get into fly fishing? How did it begin? Uh, I, well, to bring it back to the credit, 
Um, I actually, I drew an interest into brook trout. I, um, I didn't have access to a boat or anything like that. And I remember doing a bunch of research about brook trout and just being fascinated by them. And, uh, you know, how can such a beautiful fish live in, uh, you know, these small streams and get to pretty substantial size. And so I, I was making weekly trips down to the credit, uh, with a spin rod actually, and just, uh, bringing a little map spinner, snipping off the two uh, of the treble hook, snipping off two of the hooks, and pinching the barb on the one that I left, and and just going for brookies. And um, I ended up, I think I went probably for two months straight and didn't get a fish. And I think on one of the last days of the year, I I ended up hooking into a a nice brookie, and it got me hooked. But throughout those trips down to the river, I um, I'd see, you know, I was the uh, oddball, right? I was going, showing up with my spin rod and, and yeah. everyone else on the river had a fly rod and they were doing a lot better than I was. So, um, that's kind of how I figured out fly fishing was kind of the route to take to go for these fish. So, um, I ended up over the off season, I ended up doing a bunch of research about, uh, fly fishing and, you know, what resources we have in Toronto and, uh, the surrounding area and just where to go and the next I think I bought a l little beginner setup and ended up spending the next following year completely on the credit river just trying to target these brook trout again and it took me a whole year to finally get another brook trout I think it was at the end of the season again in September to finally get a brook trout on a fly so and yeah. then you know what it just steamrolled and it just went crazy from there, you know? Yeah, yeah. Totally, yeah. So your first fish on the fly rod was a brookie? It was, yeah, it was a brookie. It was on uh, a muddler minnow, actually. I hadn't been tying at the time, so I bought a bunch of flies. Yeah, yeah. and um, I think I didn't know how to use a muddler minnow. I think I was just uh, I was just casting. I, th I thought it was a dry fly, so I was casting it on the surface. I mean, I, you can use it on the surface as well, but... I was just casting it, skidding it on the surface, and and uh, I caught a, a six-inch brookie uh, just down from Highway 24. And um, man, it just that's that's what steamrolled. Yeah, it's it steamrolled a yeah. uh, huge interest. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know the feeling. That 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 yeah. was my first. I think Mitch, I was with you when I caught my first fish on the on the credit, and it was a brookie. It was on a Prince Nymph, but wow. Yeah, yeah. Where'd you go? Nice. I didn't even realize that. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. your first fish was a brookie. That's awesome. Yeah, and I was with this guy. I was with this little man. Yeah, <laughs> little. You know, man. the mother middle thing's funny because it's <laughs> it's it's now become like this kind of funny thing where like we've mm -hmm. yeah. we've gone back to catching fish on this fly that I've kind of like not written off, but you know, it's like such a classic. Like I've never, I don't fish a Mickey Finn, for example, but I remember growing up in Ottawa, mm -hmm. people like Mickey Finn, mother middle, Mickey Finn, mother middle, and mm -hmm. I was like. And, but now that I'm, you know, and I always remember somebody saying, yeah, you can skate muddler minnows on the top and, and, you know, if, if it's smaller, it kind of looks like an, like a skating caddis. And if it's bigger at night anyway, like when you can't see your fly anymore, like a mouse or something, it, it could be a mouse or something. And I thought about that this week because we stayed, I was pretty late a couple, couple times this week and I tried it to no success. But really? <laughs> it's good to know that you had some success on um, Mother minnows, nice, guys. Nice. They're, they're coming, they're coming back. 
They're coming back. Mother Minnow. Yeah, what a cool fly. You know, I see... Um, yeah, I Gab's, Gab's like rolling in his grave. Yeah. Well, I see a lot of... Well, throughout your podcast too, everyone's saying, you know, even up in Algonquin, like that's the fly of choice, right? I feel like a lot of people are catching it on that. I, I'm even... I'm, I've grown away from it and it's something that I'm, I'm starting to think about a little bit more and more. Um, there's tying. I know we're going to get into tying a little bit, but there's tying techniques, you know, how to perfect the Mother Minnow. Um, and, uh, it's big in steelhead, you know, fishing, you know, swinging a muddler and stuff like that. Um, there's little tricks you can do. I know when you spin a muddler up, um, you get that nice tight head. Um, and then you can take a lighter to it yeah. and that just sucks, sucks all the, all the deer hair in. So that's a, one of the first times I remember try oh, trying that. Enough. Yeah. You take a little lighter, you don't burn it. You just kind of keep it close. And it's, it keeps, it makes a nice right. little tight head. Yeah. So I've been doing that when I, right, when right I was tying them. Yeah. Yeah. So try that out when you're tying a, when next time you're tying a muddler. And, uh, also I found, um, also on the yeah. credit, I found turkey feathers, um, and it uses turkey in the yeah. muddler minnow. Yeah. So it's been cool, right? Use, use product of that environment into a fly that you're going to tie and eventually fish in the same environment. So I don't know. I think I thought that was kind of cool, right? That's cool. Yeah, yeah. That's super cool. So you actually tied muddlers up with uh, turkey feathers from the credit. I have. I have. And I fished them and caught fish with fish. That's a with, great fly. With flies on the credit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got to open up your Instagram right now. <laughs> what a cool <laughs> fly. Like a... What a cool thing that is, you know, to catch a, a credit river fish on a with a feather used from the credit river. That's That's such a cool thing that's awesome yeah actually one of the most recent pictures i just posted i posted a cripple um uh, i tied on on uh on instagram and and uh for, for that biot body it's a turkey biot body i've actually i found a turkey feather and i used the biots to make the body yeah. body on that cripple and that's from the credit river so pretty cool oh cool man that's that's wicked really cool. yeah that's wicked. And what's your what's your Instagram handle? We'll just throw it in here now. We'll say it again later too, but we may as well say it right now too. Yeah, no, no worries. So my last name's Craparota, so it's Mike Crap. So M I K E C R A P. I was crappy growing up in school. I was I crappy that. in all the sports I paid, played. So uh, it's a long Italian last name. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> yeah. Do you fish for crap? Do you fish for crappy? You've got to catch a crap. I do. Well, no, I don't. I, I don't talk. Uh, I don't target them, but you know what? I've caught I've caught them a few times up in Muskoka, and actually, where I was fishing this weekend, uh, we got into a few. So, pretty cool. Love it. Them's good eating. Well, I mean, for anybody like Mike, your photos, your tying has gotten awesome. So, you, yeah, yeah, people should. And I know we're gonna get this into this, but um, but uh, yeah, everybody should check out your your Instagram because it's fire <laughs> that's some really I, nice patterns I, sure. yeah this serp yeah i appreciate it all though. sorry go ahead go ahead go ahead yama <laughs> is that no i was just saying that that once that one kind i don't know what it's called it looks like a little prince nymph kind of thing with like a orange body like a little bit of an orange body on it that looks just dangerous for the for the brookies on the credit mm. i feel like if i tie a little bit of orange on they just go nuts I gotta look at it right now. It has an orange body. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, like a little bit. It's on. Well, it's uh, April tenth post. Is it a dry fly? <laughs> no, it's a nymph. Uh, oh, it's a. It's a. It's your little Frenchie. 
You're very extraordinary. Oh, it's a Frenchie. Tight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very tight. Oh, yeah. Very, very, very good fly. I got the biggest brown of my life on this fly this weekend. Yep. Really? Put it right in front of your yeah. camera. Oh, I, um... Oh, there we yeah. go. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's see it. Let's see it. Yeah. So it's, um... Yeah, yeah Frenchie. Kind of... I, I actually... Yeah. Oh, baby. Yeah, that that's it. I actually went out with Matt Martin. You guys have had Matt on the show. Um, and we went out for yeah. a little fish. But we we got into a ton of fish. That's exactly what we were using uh, all day. And we got into a ton of fish. So that's the ticket. I mean, anything that eats mayfly nymphs this time of year, that's what you want to be fishing kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, no doubt about so, that, man. Yeah. The Frenchies have been coming through hard for me, too. Um, but before we get into too much yeah. tying, because we'll, let's talk about that next for sure. But maybe first we just talk a little bit more about, yeah. you know, when you got into fly fishing, like what was it about fly fishing that had you going out, you know, time and time again? Like why, why, why do you think it was like, oh, this is something I want to keep doing? Uh, well, that's an interesting question. Um, you know what? I just, uh, I remember meeting a few Scottish guys on the river and they were just really seasoned, um, vets that have been doing it for a long time. And, um, you know, I've always had an interest in fishing, but, um, I wanted a challenge and I noticed, you know, these guys were, you know, it seemed like they were doing it for a long time and it's, it's something that we're going to carry on. It's not something, you know, it's going to be a short lived kind of thing. Like, I don't know, someone that gets into hockey or soccer or rugby or something like that. It's something that we can carry on, you know, into our later years Mm -hmm. and when we get older and, um, you know, it's just the challenge and the exploration involved with it. It's, um, it's super interesting and there's a huge mystery aspect to, to fly fishing. I think we all kind of, you know, attract to, um, yeah. and, uh, yeah, that, I mean, that was it. And yeah, I was kind of weary about going out on my own quite a bit. And then once mm-hmm. I started mm-hmm. to do it, uh, the first few times it just, it just, you know, it stuck and I just kept doing it and kept doing it and got more comfortable with it. And, um, yeah. And, um, and that was it. I mean, just, uh, you know, seeing how much love these guys, these Scottish guys had, had for the sport and, uh, it just stuck. And I was like, you know what, this is, this is what I'm going to do. And then just meeting, mm-hmm. you know, a ton of people, you know, going downtown and going to yeah. drift and, and meeting you guys and, and how friendly the, you know, the atmosphere was and the people surrounding the sport and, you know, how, what, what, what isn't to love about it. Right. Um, yeah, I think we can all attest totally. to that. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. No, that makes a ton of sense. It is a good community we got here, you know, like there's some good people, uh, fly mm-hmm. fishing down here. It's, it makes it much more fun when people are, people are cool, you know, and, and just, you know, nice and friendly and all that. Um, but, oh yeah. You know, okay, let's switch to the tying now because your tying is amazing, and we were just looking, talking about your Instagram channel there a second ago. But how how about tying? When did when did the tying start? Because you know, fly fishing is one thing, but when were you like, I'm gonna take these turkey feathers home and make a fly? <laughs> and when did that begin? <laughs> uh, tying was uh, it was an it's an interesting story. I I never thought I'd get into tying. I remember looking at you know people that tied and and was like, I'll never get into that, and. Um, I was actually dating a girl at the time and we had very different schedules. I was a nine to five and she was kind of like a five to 10. And I was kind of like the, the housewife of the relationship. And so I was always yeah. cooking dinners and 
Um, you know, I had a lot of time to myself. So instead of watching soap operas on Netflix, I was like, you know what, I'm going to pick something else up. And, uh, you know, we have a long off season in Ontario. I'm sure you guys all know. And, um, I thought what better way to occupy my time and, you know, try out some tying. So I, I bought one of those beginner sets and, um, just started tying. I think it was like woolly buggers and caddis nymphs and, Actually, I got into I was ta- I was fishing on the the Grand quite a bit, and it it caters to a lot of smaller flies, and it's tough to find smaller flies in in fly shops. So you gotta right. you gotta buy the small hooks, and you gotta tie the small flies on your own, right? So that was a big reason why. And then it just uh, you know it just steamrolled. It just kept going, and I ended up buying another vice that, that when the, the jaws didn't hold properly and yeah. I bought another one and the materials and so on and so on. Right. Yep. Yeah. What about you guys? Oh, about us. Yeah. Fly time with us. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I mean, on here. <laughs> well, Yoma's like, taken it it. Yoma's an amazingly classically trained Atlantic salmon tire. And uh, <laughs> he actually learned in France and took most of his skills home. Uh, no, uh, yeah, we tie, you know, I, I tie and I think, yeah, although we've, we've kind of think, but I mean, I tied since kind of, since I started fly fishing in a way, cause it was kind of, I was, I was drawn yeah. to fly tying too, you know, it was like, that's a cool thing. Like I want to do that too. So it's sort of the same thing, but to be honest with you, Mike, unlike you, you, you know, you've take your fly tying is like really taken off and you're like an amazing tire. I kind of put the vice away when I, you know, when I, when I just, eventually I just kind of stopped tying and I started buying more flies and, but I will say a couple of weeks ago, I bought a new vice, a, a, a Renzetti, with uh, the the goal of Ooh. getting to tie some more flies, and I haven't touched it yet. But <laughs> I can, I can. <laughs> That's yeah, the I thing, Mike. On on my end, yeah, I think yeah, I, I tied a lot, and then I didn't tie at all. And then when I think you know when I met these guys in 2018, I also bought myself a, a new vice and and. But I'm definitely a pragmatic tire. Like I don't push my out of my comfort zone. Like I don't feel very comfortable tying like you know intricate drives and stuff. Um, I do try drives, but it's usually like two two materials like kind of things things I can tie quickly. Because I mean, for the longest time I was working kind of like you said, your like uh, your former partner. I worked you know restaurant hours up, up until late, so I would just crank out uh, sometimes by the river because i'm just, was just out of time like crank out like four or five nymphs or four or five like you know cdc drives and just and, and just fish them that day or you know you know it's nice that a squirming worm takes five minutes to t- you know two minutes to tie <laughs> i can really yeah. pump those out yeah. but like um very pragmatic tire still like you know very simple patterns but effective like that friend like i tie a ton of frenchies and because I, I fish a lot of nymphs so i don't tie a whole lot of streamers but you know hopefully i can get back into Maybe, you know, when we're on trip, like we're about to leave for Esnagami, which is amazing. And definitely spend a lot of time tying yeah. when we're on trip because we've got the time and we can, you know, and it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's kind of fun too. Out. Yeah, totally. Yeah, it's just fun. Tying's just fun, like straight up. Tying's fun. So, I mean, Tying's those fun. flies yeah. and flights nights that you were talking about, like uh, people, you know, the goal was always to have people come that might not ever fly fish. It was always, Don't fish. always yeah. you know, just... Yeah. You know, don't fish. Introduce them into a sport, into the sport in a fun way. Have some beers and tie some woolly buggers, and maybe they like it, maybe they don't. Yeah, and I think I think I think you're right, Mike. About like our off season in Ontario is really big, so it's like 
why not fly tie? You know, it makes a ton of sense. You know, spend a lot of the year not yeah. fishing. Uh, yeah, exactly. And the, you know what? The satisfaction of catching a fish on a fly you tied, it's second to none. Um, I think that's the big thing about it all. I remember, you know, I remember the first fish I caught on a fly and, but I also remember the first fish I caught on a fly that I've tied. So there are two different, you know, events in my fly fishing career that are equally as substantial. Right. So, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's great. Uh, and it's what great. Was like that? just being what able was to remember you... it was, uh, it was on just like a hair's ear, just like a hair's ear. I think it was like a hot spot mm-hmm. hair's ear. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. I, at the time I thought it was the best fly in the world and I don't think I have it anymore, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, my whole box right it's now, fly. it's, it's fly. Yeah, yeah, it is a great fly to this day. Right. So what about you, Yelma? You have a creative background. You know, I think I do. you'd I mean, be more into but... it. I think, I think you're a perfect fit. <laughs> Maybe one day, you know, when I, um, Maybe one day, but right now, I don't know. I just haven't taken to, I mean like that one time I tied up this orange woolly bugger at left field brewery. That was fun. And I actually did enjoy the process, but in terms of like being a proactive tire, I don't know. Just haven't really gone into there, you know, now I'm stuck. You have a vice. You have a vice, Yelma. I do have vice. Mitch gave me his, gave me my first vice. It was one of his first ones. It was like our (laughs) seal of our, friendship you know he was he's like, like my oh. kid or something i gave him one of my first vices. Like, here you go son you know don't fuck it up <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> just on yeah, the shelf pretty much but that's cool you know that's cool man it is cool it is cool yeah thanks dad there you go yeah for sure and just no you know just um tying up flies and and passing it to people on the river right like i think i remember a bunch of times mm. going down to the grand and the credit and you meet people and they're like, Hey, you know what? I was fishing with this fly all day. It, it worked. This is what I've been tying up. Try it out. Here's a couple of flies. So I, I love that part about fly fishing too, right? The, uh, you know, the camaraderie yeah. and just people sharing, sharing totally. advice and sharing what's worked and what they've been tying. And I've brought a bunch of flies home. Like I make trips up to the, North Shore Superior every year and I met a few guys up there just me showing up there unknown and I don't know how to fish it and a few guys up there just giving me their patterns and saying hey this works this doesn't you know uh, and that helps it, it's huge right I bring it home and I, I don't fish it I just look at their fly and I recreate it I just you know take their fly and say okay I'm going to tie it this way in my way so do you have a favorite so. fly to tie um uh i tie so much um i love tying i love tying dry flies um and a yeah. specific fly i tied out one on the the drift seminar uh the drift live streams uh i tied a bucktail like short shank minnow pattern uh, a lot of the scandinavian guys do it out in europe um yeah. and that's just my yeah that's my that's my fly i love fishing it had a ton of success on it and a ton of species. It's just a minnow pattern. Yeah. Uh, tied very sparsely with bucktail and, you know, natural materials. And uh, it's done well for me and it's fairly easy to tie and, you know, it works everywhere. So I'd say that's my, my yeah. favorite. 
Yeah, for sure. That's I mean, that's a great. Hey, that's a great pattern. I mean, that sounds like it makes a ton of sense. I mean, you, you do tie a lot of kind of like classic patterns, you know, and uh, but you also blend in a lot of modern techniques, like with you know articulated flies and euro nymphs. How important is it, you know, to you to kind of know where the tying and the, the techniques kind of come from? You know, like is is the technique behind it important, or is it more of a kind of a figure it out and do it yourself sort of thing? A little bit of both. That's a good question. Yeah, that's a great question. <clears throat> uh, a little bit of both. Um, I, I, I drew a lot of my, um, work from Kelly Gallup. He's a great, especially, uh, you know, coming from his streamers. Um, he's a just great instructor. There's a lot of guys that, you know, they, they instruct online and it's very quick and it's tough to understand what, why they're doing certain things. And if you watch Kelly Gallup, he's very, it's, it's long, they're long videos, but, uh, you know, he's, he explains every single, you know, step to his fly tying and. Um, that's a huge, that was a huge step for me, right? Just listening to his stuff and just kind of like absorbing as much as you can being a sponge. And, um, yeah, cause he, he's not just a streamer guy. He ties a lot of classic, uh, dry flies and nymphs and emergers and stuff like that. And, you know, it's yeah. all free online. Just go out there and, and listen to his videos and, and, uh, you know, he's, he's entertaining to watch. He's hilarious. Uh, he's out in Montana, so he's in the yeah. best region, you know, fly fishing, I'd say arguably in the world. So the guy knows what he's talking about and he's, uh, you know, he's got a huge history in the fly tying world. So that's, that's a big one. I'd say, you know, listen to the guys who've done it before and follow their steps and, and you'll get a, you'll become a better tire. Guarantee it. Yeah. That's great advice. I mean, like you say, there is so many good resources out there, like, you know, on YouTube and things like that. Um, are you, do you have any YouTube videos up, Mike? Are you teaching right now on YouTube or I know you're doing the drift, you're doing drift videos because yeah. I've seen them and they're awesome, but yeah, that's it. I just, I just did the, the drift stuff. Um, you've got, you, you can reference Chris, uh, from, the, from drift for, for the drift fly tying videos. He's a, he's a master out there. Actually, I drew a lot of inspiration. I should shout out Chris cause he's, that guy's just drew a huge inspiration to me from the, from the start. Uh, my fly tying from the start of me fly tying and um yeah yeah i don't know maybe in the future mm -hmm. we'll see we'll see how it goes yeah man i think i'm i'm ready for the, the mike crap youtube channel you know i think it's gonna be great i think it's gonna be great crap crap flies i would watch i would watch the heck out of that man i can tell you right now yeah. It's just, it's an amazing opportunity, you know? Like, yeah, love for sure. If, if Mitch is my fan, then I might start it. <laughs> yeah. well, I think we're all your fan, man. Okay. We'll subscribe. We'll definitely subscribe for that. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then when we come back, we're going to talk more with Mike. Today's episode is brought to you in part by Gills Fly Fishing International. Gills Fly Fishing International provides the destination fly fishermen with the best personalized trip planning and booking experiences possible. And they run FFI Magazine, an online fly fishing magazine with articles from your favorite fly fishing writers. The magazine is filled with tips, trips, and tight line stories to get you jacked for your next adventure out on the water. Visit flyfishinginternational.com to learn more. That's flyfishinginternational.com. Mike, when it comes to when it comes to like new tires and getting into tying, like what what is like what is a common mistake people can avoid? Like something that's easily fixed, you know? Because you know, getting into tying might be a bit daunting, just like fly fishing. But getting into tying is like, I mean, there's really no base, you know? How the heck? It's like at least with a rod, it's like, well, I know I have to cast this. Mm -hmm. With fly tying, it's like, what do I do? Like, what are some of those beginner mistakes people can kind of just cruise past? Yeah, I think 
I mean, it, it closely resembles fly fishing. It's just, you know, start with a really beginner setup. Like don't go buying, you know, $400, $500 Renzetti rotary vise from the start. Start with a beginner setup. Tie flies that you're going to be fishing. Don't tie, you know, don't jump right into salmon flies or articulated yeah. streamers and stuff like that. Tie flies that you're going to fish and go out and try mm -hmm. them out. And, you know, I think that that's what will spring the interest is having success on flies that you've tied. So I think that's a, a big, you know, piece of yeah. advice would be start small, start on the, the basics and go out and fish them and tie them to fish them. Don't tie them just to tie. Um, and then I think that's what will spring the interest. At least that's what happened with me. Like I didn't tie just to be this, you know, artistic creation, you know, Instagram person. I, I started tying because yeah. I, I wanted to, you know, tie flies that I could fish. So I think that's what should be the number one goal from the start is to just tie flies so that you can fish them. And then, you know, from there, you'll, you'll, you'll see how you, you feel with it kind of thing. Would you say yeah. the the woolly bugger would be a good first fly, basic, simple, and fishable? That's a that's a I think that's agree? the yeah that's the number one. I think in the fly tying kit I got yeah. it was like there was like a woolly bugger setup like so it gave you the materials for a woolly bugger, gave you the materials for like a a caddis, uh, gave you the materials for an Adams dry fly yeah. and then like an ant fly. So like a lot of like little simple streamers, simple nymphs, and uh, simple dry flies. Start out, that's your basis. Get used to tying those. Tie like 10 woolly bloggers. Mm -hmm. Tie 10, you know, prince nymphs or caddis nymphs. Tie 10 elk hair caddises. And then, you know, if, you'll get used to it. And the more you tie, the better you get. Right. Yeah, that makes Speaking sense. of the better you get, mm -hmm. um, like, I, I would say, like, I mean, like, I've known you for like three or four years now. Um, it seems like in the last year or two, two years, like your flies have gotten to like a magazine level quality, you know, <laughs> like really, really, really nice stuff. Was that, did you, was that like a conscious, conscious thing where you're like, okay, I'm going to take tying seriously or were you just enjoying it more? Or maybe there's what, like what clicked that made your, mm. like, cause I feel like your flies went from like, you know, good to, 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 to quite a, to, to great, like that, to, to reference that Frenchie, like, it's one of the nicest Frenchies I've seen. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'd, I'd pay, yeah, I'd, like, if you want tiny tornadoes, I'll pay you, kind of thing. Like, you know? <laughs> no, thanks, all, though. I appreciate it. Honestly, it's, uh, I think the photography has a big aspect to that. Um, but also, I'd, I'd attribute it to a lot of, um, uh, a lot of the, this pandemic, you know, just being at home a lot and having a lot of time to yourself. I've been tying a ton. Like it's a crazy amount, you know, when I'd normally be, you know, out on the weekends with friends, I'm now home at the vice, you know, having just as much fun, you know, not to say that it's not as much fun, but having just yeah. as much fun sitting at home, you know, putting on some nice music and having a beer and tying a bunch of flies all night, right? Thinking about the spring or the fall or whatever, right? So um yeah that was a huge thing but i think a lot has to do with the photography i lived with a roommate that was a big time photographer and he kind of set me up with uh you know the the framework to take nice photos and um you know from there it's just uh understood a little bit 
of it more and angles and lighting and, and stuff like that. So I think, you know, yeah, that has a big yeah. attribute to it for sure. Yeah, There's yeah. a little macro lens you got there, I notice. Yeah, yeah, I got a little. It's actually, I, I, um, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I asked, uh, Rob from Drift. He, he posted a few flies and I was like, Rob, what kind of lens are you using? Like, I, you know, I like your, I like your photos. And he's like, I got this lens. He sent a picture of it to me and I think I bought it like the next day or two. I was like, I'm, bu I'm buying that lens. So, uh, I ended up buying it and yeah. yeah, it's just been a learning curve ever since. Just, I think that's a whole thing in itself is just taking pictures of your flies. It's, it's huge. It's, it's not easy. And I, I, you know, I, I, I'm, my heart goes out for all those guys out there that, that take pictures. Like, damn, it's not easy. Like it's, it's all a huge learning curve. Like it's not just you press the shutter, you know, and take a picture. It's, it's a lot of setup and lighting and I don't think people realize that. Yeah. Right. Well, that's like a whole other side of, uh, that's like a whole other hobby really is photographing flies. Yeah, totally. So, okay, Mike, the mother minnow thing was a cool little like tip trick. What are their little tricks you have? With oh, tricks. Tips, tricks, tips, tricks. I love, I love that muddler minnow tip, man. That's sick. Do you ever yeah. do that with bass? Uh, like do your hair spun bass flies and stuff too? Or is it, is that, is that weird? Does that just make it like a crazy no, so, at that point? So invest in a packer. Um, I know Kelly Gallup, he like, mm -hmm. he shuns on them. He's like, oh, I, you know, don't pack your deer hair. But when you see guys that like uh, Andreas Anderson or Russ uh, Madden or uh, yeah, there's a few guys out there. Just they're, they're amazing deer hair tires. They pack their deer hairs, deer hair heads. So look it up at yeah. drift drift has them a lot on their site um but yeah that's if you want their your deer hair heads to look like those there's a lot of guys who type you know nice bass poppers and stuff like that they're really packing that deer hair and using mm -hmm. a lot like it's not just you're pinching off a little bit of deer hair and spinning it it's like they're pinching off half their patch right. you know that they buy and, and oh, wow yeah it's a lot of deer hair i don't think people realize that but hmm. yeah um yeah tips for deer hair is one of the most i think i think difficult difficult materials to tie with um mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah just um i'm trying to think of other techniques to use there's so much man there's so much i think, much that, built I think up. that lighter technique is like a, <laughs> it's a it's a diamond in the rough you know that's a good that's a good that's a good trick man i never heard yeah i never yeah. heard that before like use a lighter to tighten up the hair like that's that's so cool. No, well, finishing off like a parachute too. So a lot of guys, they'll use like um, a whip finisher to, to finish off the parachute. But I just use a little bit of, I saw this in a, in a video, just use a little bit of super glue and just kind of, instead of whip finishing around the parachute post, right. just dab a super glue in there and it works just as good, right? You don't have to whip finish around the parachute post. That's another yeah. little tip I use quite often. In Algoma, like uh, we, you know, was, we were, uh, the guide we had out there was awesome. His name's Adam Valley, but you know, he's he's he's, you know, a seasoned bass tournament guy, you know, turning into a fly angler. Um, you know, fly. He's guiding a lot of fly anglers uh, lately, and him and I were we were chatting, and Yelma too. We were all chatting about you know, um, either techniques you use with like spinning, and uh, bait, bait casting, and and looking at that kind of like lure design and trying to trying to talk about how, oh, what, what kind of similarities can we have with bait casting? 
And I just kind of thought, you gave me a streamer once, and I thought back to your time on Simcoe and 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 for you know cruising Brook Trout up in Georgian Bay and, and whatnot um, on Huron. Um, how much did like d- does your spinning or conventional angling pass inform any of your fly design? Hmm. Is the question I guess that's interesting. Or do you see that like an opportunity there to look at to look at those because like. Those baitfish patterns you, you gave me are amazing, you know, and 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 I was just wondering if maybe some of your past, um, you know, big water experiences mm. has informed some of that design, or do you see like an opportunity for fly anglers to look at lure design mm-hmm. in conventional angling, and because obviously you look at it a game changer, it's a crankbait, you know, kind of not kinda, totally, totally. So it's yeah. like so totally. so how I think know, where do you I, where, where do you see like the, the two worlds collide yeah I think the, the biggest thing is the the law the fly line right like I think uh, you got to get an, an intermediate or you know full sinking line I think that's the biggest thing that we should take away from those spin guys um, but in terms of lures and stuff like that um, yeah I tie those those bucktail streamers and I call them rapalas Um I remember giving a bunch away and just saying, here, here's a bunch of my Rapalas. That's why, that's what I call them. That's essentially what they are. Right. I mean, it takes me quite a while to tie them and, um, I don't know, you pay what, 10 bucks for a Rapala. And I think about that when I tie those flies, it's like, you know, they're going to last a while. Um, and the the time I put in that, is it worth 10 bucks? Sure. Right. So, um, that's, that's what I, that's the way I think of them. Right. Um, but yeah, although those, I think you, I gave you a, a few of those ones with the, I think they were like, uh, I put saddle hackles on them. So they had a nice little, they were like a kind of flat wing style. Um, but you said you had success on them, right? Yeah. 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 No, I, I thought they were great. Like I thought they were great lake patterns, which mm-hmm. is, which is kind of, kind of interesting. So I was just thinking like, you know, reading your bio and talk, you talking about, you know, going up for a cruising brook trail, I thought maybe. Or um, you know, starting your your angling life kind of in Simcoe, if that had any effect on you know the way you tie streamers, um, uh, you know. No doubt. Yeah. I was just kind of curious about that. Yeah, it did for sure. It did for yeah. sure. Love the fly tying, Mike. It's great, and keep keep on trekking with the fly tying because the flies are looking amazing. Um, but before we go, because we're gonna ask Mitchie's fishies five soon, but before we go into that, why don't we just take another step back? You know, we yeah. talked about how you got into fly Wait. fishing. Oh, what Yum. It's been an hour. I didn't, I didn't even realize. Like, I, I honestly just thought we there. just started this podcast. <laughs> Come on, now, okay. Man. We have. We, that's we, a, that's irrelevant to the topics of conversation for this. We podcast. did just start Sorry. the podcast forty minutes ago. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> uh, but we will, we will, we will ask Mitchie's fishies five, and we've we talked about you know how you got into fly fishing. We talked about fly tying, but now you know one common thing that you know unites us is the fly fishing community down here. Like, mm-hmm. what? Let's just talk about that for a second because we don't. It's not often we talk as much as we you know, are trying to promote uh, the community and, and a bit of togetherness and fly fishing down here in Southern Ontario. We don't have to talk about, you know, our feelings towards the community down here. Like, how, oh. as an angler down here, how do you feel about fly fishing in Ontario and Southern Ontario? Like, what, uh, how do you just generally feel about it? That's a great question. Um, you know, I jumped into this community on my own um, and had to meet everyone kind of on my own. So, um it, it, everyone's super welcoming. You know, you, you show up to the river, like I was saying before, and, um, they'll open up their fly box and say, Hey, you know, this, this was working. This wasn't take a few flies. And I think that different from conventional angling, um, 
that that draw that that takes it apart mm-hmm. a little bit you know that that kind of separates it from any other kind of fishing right it's uh, I, I love that camaraderie and uh what a great community yeah. you know we um i think we all met each other at at events in the city i think i met aldo at the shop and i've met yelma and mitch yeah. I, I met you guys at events that i think drifts put on yeah. so um you totally, know uh, this yeah. extends yeah. further awesome. than just fishing so i think that's a big thing that's a big draw to fly fishing right in southern ontario at least is that you're constantly going to be yeah, meeting right. people yeah. and yeah i wonder if it's because like you get into fly fishing and it's like you're just like more into just kind of more into fishing in a way you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's like because you're right like fly fishing it's like yeah we we go to like tying nights together at breweries you know like hang out and tie <laughs> like, it's like a whole thing outside of you know being on the water which yeah. which a lot of people are like that's weird you know what are you doing like but it's it's like a whole it's like a whole way of life you know yeah totally um you know what great people you know to meet right like i think if we wanted just to catch fish i would just put a worm on, and a bobber on a on a hook you yeah. know on a, on a fishing rod and, totally. and do that but i think you know we're all in it for the challenge and i think because of that it, it kind of extends our fishing abilities and uh you know and i yeah. think everyone because of that we all kind of relate you know so yeah 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 for sure is there how do you think like the like what you know what what are some ways the fly fishing community could get better in ontario because you know we it's kind of something i'm trying to like ask more people that are in the ontario fly fishing community because we talk we've talked about this for years it's like Mm -hmm. you know it's great that we've got this pretty awesome community in ontario that's like kind of like wow like as if like a a really good fly fishing community exists here you know like not just in southern ontario but in eastern ontario northern ontario northwestern what how can we get better you know like you look at places Mm -hmm. like you know um uh, places in the U.S. where the fishing is just like they they like we touched on it in the credit episode where people are just like they'll fight for the river they'll stand up for it or they everybody just has this agreement that they they won't fish if it's a certain temperature or blah 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 like what are what are things that we could do in Ontario you think that you know or what are some challenges that we face? Well, uh, challenges, but I think things that we're we're doing and I think we're um, you know what Drift's doing with those with the, the, the live streams and the tying nights, I think that's yep. huge. Right. Like, uh, I've met a few guys on the river this year and just, yep. I've never seen them before. And it seems like they've just got into to fly fishing. So, and that's new, right? Like I, I'm starting to see a lot of new people on the yeah. rivers, which is good to see. And, um, mm-hmm. I think that's big for our community, right? Like, I think that's, what's making it grow is doing these little events and like left field, uh, you know, flies and flights and what the fly stuff in the off season yeah. and, uh, you know, little casting events and seminars. I think that grows a lot of interest, right. It makes it seem somewhat special. Um, and yep. you know, you know, aside from conventional and, and, you know, float fishing and stuff like that. So, um, I think, you know, mm-hmm. a, a lot of people out there, they have an interest in fishing and they want to challenge themselves. And I think what better way to do it than to get into, uh, and to get into fly fishing and what what awesome community we have right so uh you guys come yeah. on like yeah. you guys this is a big one like uh <laughs> established i think i saw t- 2016 like damn it feels like it was just yesterday yeah. i started listening to your episode so um you know this is a big one straight up like this is this is a huge one like it it gives me something to do on those long drives to fishing spots and 
You know, I, yeah. I got your voice in the back. It's weird right now because I'm hearing you guys talk and it's like I'm listening to an episode. So, <laughs> no, it's cool. And you got to listen yourself. That's the freakiest. Yeah, part. I'm sure. I'm sure. That'll be cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. No, I think you're right though. Like getting more people into fly fishing in Ontario, you know, like because yeah, we have a good community, but it's like yeah, we could we could have more people that dig it. And totally. I think in doing that, you know, we have more stewards for the rivers and people that yeah, care and exactly. all that. Jo- and then every, all the good stuff comes from that. I think I think that's right. Totally. Exactly. I think inclusivity. I think also. Oh, sorry, Emma. No, no, you go ahead. I'll. That's. I just wanted to touch on inclusivity, but. Yeah, please touch you on go. it. Do it. This is your well, moment to touch. Well, let me exclude you. <laughs> <laughs> from, 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 from talking about that. <laughs> uh, no, I was just saying. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like, um, like I just, yeah, I think I think that's a, a great, uh, the, the biggest part why I love this this team that I'm on. You know, with Aldo and Mitch, and um, is the fact that I can promote to push for more people who think that this sport is exclusive i know i've said this before but you know inclusivity is a huge important thing especially taking care of the rivers i believe anyways um on sunday i took um a lady out to teach her how to cast in Arendelle park and she's gung-ho she's she's at tommy thompson today you know perfecting her cast and getting cool. things ready and and she's going to teach her daughter and there you go there's two new people who are probably going to teach more people and you know mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. i think it's just great so yeah snowball yeah it's gonna be a nice little snowball Effect. Yeah, I think to, to that point, you know, I think well, it kind of touches what I was going to say before I rudely interrupted you. Is um, uh, I I think comparatively to when I first joined the sport, you know, it, it's a friendlier sport now. Yeah, and I remember I joined the sport when I was ten, so yeah. that was twenty four years ago. So uh, you know, obviously, maybe a ten year old is not a good reflection of how to base a community, but I would say even from when I moved to Toronto. 2009 to now it feels friendly it feels like uh, and 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 i think ontario people from ontario have stopped looking to other places and started looking at their own province too and that was something that we we you know was always something we tried to do from day one was Mm -hmm. um or you know that's why i gravitated towards SoFly myself before i joined was like uh yeah no we got a great thing going on here like we don't need to like run off to montana to have an incredible experience no it's pretty fun though no yeah. offense to montana i mean i've been there a couple times and i love it and mike i know you've been there too yeah. and, and uh well we haven't even talked about that but yeah. um but like i think people are looking at ontario people from ontario are looking at ontario being like look at all these great things we can mm-hmm. do obviously technology and fly fishing helps too like like you mentioned sinking lines pike lines bass lines uh bass flies pike flies etc 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 this all helps and creating like a more inclusive community for people who want to fly fish. I do think it's a, the river's a friendlier place, even with myself included. Like I, I, I people wave, they're happy. You know, if I think to um, like I Patrick that was on our show a couple times, we ran into the river on Saturday. He's you know pretty young kid who's really into fly fishing, and you know, uh, and now, you know he's out with Chris and stuff, and that all stems from just saying hi to people on the river. And I think that's pretty rad. Totally awesome. Yeah, yeah. and I think. I think a big thing too is is doing big big trips, right? Like uh, you know, you you, um, yeah. you guys have all been on trips, and and that that helps to spring a huge interest in it, right? And it's just experiencing somewhere else, and what they have to offer, and then it kind of puts into perspective what we have here, right? Like 
I know you were gonna you were gonna mention Montana. Montana is amazing, an amazing place place to fish. But you know, I I couldn't relate. A lot of the spots that that I fished in Montana very closely resemble a lot of the places that we fish here. I mean, not the mountains in the background and all that. Yeah. But similar size fish, yeah. similar species of fish, and uh, you know what? Like I think we take it for granted sometimes. So we got a pretty awesome spot here in Ontario. Mm you know, to go for the fish we have. So this past week, I couldn't agree with that more after the past week. We yeah. Had. <laughs> yeah, we've had some really good days. Oh yeah. yeah. Mind blowing, yeah. you know, it's been really fun. It's been really fun to be able to just like enjoy, to enjoy, you know, our own fishery close to home. And yeah, it's been, it's been banging. It's been really fun. Um, but I want to spend some time on Edgy's Fishies five. I don't want to like bang through all the answers. I want to kind of talk about each one. Um, cause I'm, I'm really excited to hear what your answers are for these. So maybe we switch gears and we, we do Mitchie's fishies five now. How's that sound? Totally. Let's do switch it. gears. Why do we have some, another segment? Let's do it. Mitchie's fishies five. Oh, well, we have something called factor fishy, but is, do you have a factor fishy? Somebody didn't write any. <laughs> 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 no. So we're going to, we're going to Mitchie's fishies five it up. Okay. Mike, Mitchie's fishies five. Let's do this right now. The Let's first one is what is your favorite fish and why? If you had to pick a favorite fish, what would it be? Um, favorite fish hands down is a brook trout. Um, I, it started my love for fly fishing and I chase them year round or I, I should say all our fishing season. Um, I make trips up to the, the North shore superior chasing coaster brook trout. I don't know if you guys have done that yet, but nope. that definitely should be on your list. Sounds crazy. It's, uh, it's a whole different ball game. They're Andronimus, Andronimus book trout. Yeah. So they do what steelhead do, and uh, it's a wicked chase. It closes, I think, Labor Day every year. So you got to get in there a little bit before. But um, that's a hell of a trip that I think you guys should put on your list. But hands down, brook trout, and yeah, that's it. Jeez, I mean, there's brook trout, and then there's you know, coastal, like superior brook trout, I think, you know what I mean? Like we, I love brook trout. I love them. We fish, yeah. we fish them on the credit and they're beautiful fish, yeah. but I think the fish you're fishing up there are like kind of more like monsters, you know, like those things are crazy. They are insane. Yeah. It's just a t different type of fish. And it's like, I, I was talking to a buddy that he goes up there quite a bit and he kind of gave me the, the, showed me the ropes before I went up there, but he said, you got to fish them like bass. It's like, you know, you you fish in certain areas that you think would bass would be, and it's very different than how we fish for them right. on the credit, right? It's like you know, pocket water and, you know, a high altitude. It, it's still high altitude, but it's more of like a bass Wild. fishing game than anything. Um, and very yeah. similar to steelhead, Crazy, too. man. Yeah. No, that's cool. I, I, I get it. Totally. Yeah, catching a superior brook trout. Okay. Yeah, that'd be my favorite fish, too. Um, that's definitely something we yeah. got to do. That's no doubt about that. <laughs> Um, okay, well, that's an interesting kind of into number two is if you could fish anywhere in the world right now, assuming it's the best time of year to go there and the fishing is going to be amazing, where would you go and why? I um, I did in my uh, mid-20s, I did a big trip. I backpacked Montana. I did a month-long trip um, solely fly fishing. I didn't go with anyone else because – nice. That's all I wanted to do the whole trip. Um, You're badass. Solo in Montana. Yeah, I think. Fuck, man. Yeah, I rented a I rented a little SUV and I I drove out there and I slept at Walmart parking lots and um, 
I just all day, every day fly fish. So I did, I started out in um, Whitefish, Montana in Glacier National Park, uh, fishing for bull trout and um, cutthroats. And then I spent uh, some time in Missoula, Montana, I fished Rock Creek and the Upper Madison and stuff like that. And, nice. and then I fished, um, I finished off in Bozeman and I did a lot of fishing in, um, in uh, Yellowstone National Park and the surrounding areas. So if I could fish anywhere right now, it would be, it would be Montana and more specifically, I'd be in Yellowstone National Park fishing Slough Creek in the second meadow. You know, that's it. That's dope. Yeah. That's tight. I can like that. that 100%. Good. Our friend Chloe will like yeah. that answer a lot. Yeah. That's, that's her home yeah. water. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's great, man. I, I know. I got to get down there. My God. We were going to fish there, and then COVID Do took it. the world over. I mean, there's been worse things because of COVID, but, you know. Not, you, I, you, although, you've been, you've been to Montana. Yeah, twice. And then Mitch and Yelma, no. Not yet, my friend. Not yet, but we are losers. Okay. Hoping we're hoping. Sorry, <laughs> we're trying to get. We're trying to get out there. I mean, it's just a, you know, it's just like it's the it's a, you know it's a mecca, right? It's just like the place to go. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, Wyoming too is. Yeah, I want to fish amazing. Wyoming too. Okay, number three, and maybe this is, maybe this will be connected. I don't know, but number three is what is, is one of your best fishing memories. You know, fishing memories are such a such a thing mm. with angling. What is one of your best, one of your favorites? Well, you touched on it in my intro, but I um, I, I grew up on uh, Snake Island on Lake Simcoe, and mm-hmm. um, I spent my summers there outside of the school year. And I would wake up early with my grandfather out there, and he would. We'd have a ton, I had a ton of cousins and I was the only one who kind of sprung an interest in fishing. So he'd be waking me up quietly in the room of, you know, five kids and (laughs) take me down to the, uh, take me down to the dock and we'd fish for bass and perch. And literally it wasn't just to fish for fun. Like we, we fished and we kept a bunch of bass and perch to eat. And like, that was just the norm, right? Like we, that's what we would eat for dinner. So, um, that that's a huge one. It's just waking up early with my grandfather, um, fishing for bass and perch, and having them for dinner, breaded bass and perch for dinner. Nothing's better. That's like, you know, stuck with oh, me man. to this day. Do you way. still fish out that at that, that area ever, or and fish for perch ever, or, or is it uh, you don't go out there anymore? Yeah, I do actually. My grandfather's gone now. It's just my grandfather, uh, grandmother's out there. Um, and I do spend a few weekends uh, in the summer out there. And I think it was another, a couple of years ago, I, I hooked into a nice perch, you know, I think probably 12, 14 inch perch. And um, wow, my grandmother was like, I want a perch for dinner. So um, <laughs> I ended up having to, keep, I, I was like, I don't usually keep them, but um, I'll yeah. keep it for her, right? Kind of bring back the nostalgia. So yeah. I ended up cleaning one up and and uh, that's awesome. having it for dinner. So brought brought some memories back, which was nice. Yeah, that's great, man. Yeah, I love. I gotta say, if we're gonna keep fish, you know, perch are pretty tasty to keep. I gotta say, they're pretty good eating fish. I've been thinking about perch a lot lately. Oh my god! Oh yeah, <laughs> delicious, man. Oh, I got my mind on some fresh walleye. Yeah, that's Ooh. true too. Yeah, no doubt about that. Walleye's coming. <laughs> a few more days. Yeah. A few more days. <laughs> 
Um, okay, number four then in Mitchie's Fishies 5, Mike, and we kind of talked about this a little bit, but why do you fly fish? What do you get out of fly fishing? What is it that keeps you going back? Yeah, um, I think it it um, it fills a void for my constant desire. Like I just I love to explore, um, and I love to find out, figure out new places, and I think that kind of fills that void. I just I love about fly fishing is that you know you sit there and you do up your wading boots, you put on your waders, you do up your wading boots, and then for me at least I kind of go into this just meditative state. And then all I can remember is undoing my wading boots and taking off my waders. It's, you know, that's just kind of, you know, at least when I'm alone. Um, mm -hmm. And that's a big thing. It's just, you know, it kind of fills that void for the constant need to explore and just kind of go into that meditative state and just, you know, kind of relax for a bit and put the mind at ease. I know it's pretty cliche. Everyone says it, but that's what it is. That's what no, it hey. does for me. Yeah, that's yeah. totally cool. That's what it is. Totally that's fine. What it is. No cliche. Nothing wrong with cliches. Yeah, totally yeah. cool. I get it. I'm with you there. The, the need to explore makes a ton of sense. You know, fly fishing does allow you to explore. You know, really. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, have just a field day. It's cool. Yeah, it's great. So number five of the Mitchie's Fishies five and the last maybe Mitchie's the most Fishies poignant five. for you. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm really excited. I'm really <laughs> excited to know what this one. What your answer is to this one. Uh, what fly pattern represents you best and why? If you were a fly pattern, what would you be? Uh, <laughs> I could go and say some kind of intricate, you know, detailed salmon fly. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to say, um, I'm, I'm a balanced leech. I'm, uh, I'm saying a balanced leech because, you know, I find a balance between, fish fly fishing and i find you know i balance it out with my fly tying in the off season yep. and i like to fish rivers yep. and it's something that you can fish in lakes and you know i like the balance that the balance leech has mm -hmm. and i think that you know quite closely resembles the way i am as an <laughs> angler and as a person we've never had the balance <laughs> leech before on the show I love it. it's great man yeah, you guys know the balance cool. leech, so That's a tip perfect. for the That's balance. You thought about this, Mike. <laughs> I haven't listened to you guys before. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no, the balance leech, it's a jig hook. So you buy, I don't know, a size 8, size 6 jig hook. And then you buy, um, yeah. yeah, like uh, finishing nails or like sewing pins. And you tie it on. You you put your bead on the, the sewing yeah. nail or the, you know, the, the uh, finishing pin. And then you tie it on uh, to the to the hook before you tie the fly. So that's a huge pattern. I use it all the time. And you know, steelhead, brook trout, brown trout, anything. Name name the species. That's it catches fish. And yeah, it's banging fly. It looks like such a good fly. Like, imagine that'd be just a, it would just catch anything. Totally, Mike. What do you think? What do you think fly tying's next frontier is? Like if, if, mm. if articulated streamers took over and Euro nymphs and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. What's, what's, what's next? What do you think? What do you, what do you, what do you think? Cause you read, you read a lot about tying and you obviously watch a lot of tying. So yeah. I, I think it's going to come full circle. I think the classics are going to come back. Yeah. Not that they haven't gone away. Yeah. But mm -hmm. a lot of the classics are starting to see a lot of people bring back stuff that, you know, have been tied way long ago, 
and um, mm-hmm. I think they're making a comeback and they're super fun to tie man like it's a lot of natural materials and you know um, you know very little dye and uh, yeah I, I actually yeah. I'll show you guys a book I was gifted this book by an uncle but it's called artificial flies and how to tie them by Oh, nice. LV Bates, and it's just an old like handheld book about how to tie flies. And oh yeah, um, I've been going That's over awesome. it, and um, That's cool. yeah, I've been going over it, and I've been tying some cool patterns from this old school book that I was gifted for Christmas this year. So, um, and honestly, like you see a ton yeah. of stuff on Instagram and stuff like that, but to be able to go back and tie flies that you know guys have tied almost a hundred years ago, it's pretty cool to do. You yeah. know, catch fish on them. So yeah, that's super cool. I'm excited. I'm excited if that comes back. That's cool, man. Like, you know, everybody starts learning about, you know, back to where kind of everything came from and and the roots and stuff. It's cool. Totally. Great. Totally. Well, now I want to go tie some flies. Now yeah, I just man. need to hit the vice. Like, <laughs> this, is, this fly talk has made me want to go tie some dry flies or try to. I'm not very good at these days, but uh, Mike, man. Oh come, come on, on, baby. You know, we'll, we'll tie some flies. Yeah, we're get... gonna we're gonna hit the water soon, but. <laughs> Yeah, get on it. Hey, if I guess I see you guys, I got a but I got a handful of flies for all you guys. So, oh man, uh, you know if we run into each other, no way. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Where are you fishing? Where oh, are you yeah. fishing? Got, like, where are you gonna hit the much. river next? Where are you going next? Uh, we might run into each other. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> where, 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 where? Drop where a exactly? pin. Uh, not to give away any yeah. spots, but uh, drop a pin. We'll yeah, 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 yeah. And and yeah, outside the podcast, I'll let you guys know, and then we'll yeah, you know, we'll get yeah, out there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I got a baggie for you guys each. Right yeah, on. Yeah. Wicked, man. <laughs> yeah, we should fish. Let's go fishing. What the heck are we doing? Let's, let's hit the river. We'll bring a, we'll bring a, we'll bring a baggie of yeah, beer. Yeah, 100%. Hey. 100%. I'm there. I'm there. 100. Yeah. <laughs> well, Mike, thanks so much for coming on the show, man. It's been uh, it's been super fun chatting about uh, your fly fishing life and, and fly tying. And, uh, yeah, appreciate chatting. And, and again, yeah, we got we to hit the water. What the hell is going on, you know? Like, we got to go out fishing. I know. Yeah. I know, I know. You hit the nail right on the head, Mitch. Yeah, thanks. Damn. Guys, thanks for having me on. It's an honor. Um, love talking tying. Love talking Pleasure fishing. Pleasure is all ours, man. Yeah, yeah. Yoma. Like, this has been awesome. <laughs> and I, I can't believe Amen. none of us have... Yeah, I can't believe none of us have fished together. So, like, we I gotta know, have, I don't we gotta make this either. happen. Okay? Yeah, it doesn't make yeah, any sense. Yeah, yeah. that's gotta happen. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it this summer, for sure. Whack. We've gotta make it happen. this summer. Yeah. People still say whack? Oh yeah, wax. I say wax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but we're in our thirties. That's <laughs> nah, okay. Wax. Is hey, we're talking about bringing the classics back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> yeah, man. exactly. For sure. For sure. For sure. <laughs> I love it. All right, Mike. Thanks so much for coming on the show, and we'll put a link to Mike's Instagram channel in the show notes. Everybody, check it out uh, because his flies are amazing. But thank you so much for talking with us, Mike. It was a pleasure. Totally, gentlemen. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. Alrighty. Happy to talk. Uh, Mike's a, Mike's coolest guy, man. I love Mike. I haven't seen him in no, so long because cool. of the pandemic, but he's yeah, he's an awesome guy. I love I love him. He's so nice. So, crazy good tire too. Crazy good tire and such yeah. a. As, as, I'm glad you asked those questions about the like the community based questions, just because yeah. that guy is mm-hmm. at every mm-hmm. event. Yeah, like awesome. he he's a huge supporter and a huge resource to people and. Like he comes to left field those left field nights. Yeah. Like he was drinking left field beer, which is awesome. But yeah. he comes to those left field nights just to talk and help or 
just I get people just to that. raise the stoke level i love that 100 percent. yeah he's a, he's a stoke level kind of stoke raising level kind of guy and i think that's awesome because he's at the he hit the nail on the head there you know we were talking about southern ontario and you know we we ended the show there everybody listening we were talking a little bit about the beaver river and we were getting each other all amped up because you know we've got some amazing fishing down here and it's it's cool when people are excited about it because it's something to be excited about. So yeah, you're right. It's nice to see uh, you know Mike uh, come out to stuff and and be into it. It comes out to everything. And yeah, yeah like you know he's his his tying has gotten pretty next level. I mean, obviously yeah. Rob, Rob's leaned on him for seminars and and stuff over drift, and, uh, and yeah. you can see why. So um, to yeah, learn a little bit more, check out the yeah. show notes that Mitch is probably gonna At put Mike together. Crap at mike crap check that out m-i-k-e-c-r-a-p check him out on instagram and yeah check out the show notes and yeah check, check him out, out the, instagram the drift youtube channel because they drift have all YouTube. of his live streams uh yep. saved and uh, you can you can learn a few you can learn some amazing things from mike yeah which is the awesome show notes. guys yo when this gets released it's gonna be june 1st and do you know where the fuck we're gonna be <laughs> oh yeah we're gonna be at Esagami Lodge again. Yes, we are, baby. Yes, we are. Did you hear that sound effect I just did? Yeah. Yeah, I did. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're gonna be at Esagami Lodge. <laughs> That's how awesome. I feel right now. Me too. Yeah. So I thought it was you. Tomorrow. I didn't think it was a button. Do you know what the best thing about this is, though? And I'll be honest with you, right now. Is it gonna be completely off grid? Yes, and also the fact that um, it was a long weekend, and it was a great long weekend. Everybody kind of like. It was a real, like, I was at work today, and people were like, man, that felt like a real weekend, you know? I was like, yeah, totally. But then I worked today, and then tomorrow is my Friday, because we're leaving Thursday. Yeah. Two-day like, week, baby. I love two-day weeks. We got to, like, Trudeau, <laughs> come on, hit us up. We got to get two-day weeks going, because two-day weeks are awesome. Uh, I'm all about them. But we're leaving Thursday, 4 a.m. in the morning, and uh, we're going to drive 13 hours to Nikina. Uh, well, you know, we're going to go to... Long Lack, pass Long Lack there and stay in between bridges in. We're going to have a nice little, get a little pizza, Yelma. Eh? Get some wings for you. Shout out. Eh? Shout out between bridges in two years in a row. Two years nice in a row. People love Great They're place. like, Aldo, you're coming back. I called them today. They're like, Aldo, oh, yeah. the fly fishing guys. And I was like, <laughs> no yeah, that's us. Yeah, and they, wow. and they were like, they're like, oh, great. Well, you coming back? They're like, that's they're amazing. Like, yeah, we're filming for s They're so nice they're there. Like, wow. So I was nice. like, well, I can tell you right now, we're going to be, although me and you, because we got two rooms, me and you are going to cuddle up with a deluxe pizza and put put on some yeah. uh, ice road yeah. truckers and put crank that AC to 15 <laughs> yes. degrees and we're just going to spoon all night. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 401 <laughs> Highway Rescue is yeah. going to get a train run on it. <laughs> yeah. And, and we're just going to eat yeah. pizza and Good wings on. and just, and then we're going to get up the next day and we're going to fly in to fish for a fish for seven days and just melt in fishy heaven yeah. it's gonna be amazing super lucky super clever so thank thank um, yes you know we gotta, no doubt. gonna have to shout out eric lund again for for, for yep. inviting us and 100%. shout out um i don't know just whoever just shout was out. involved and, and just just shout out baby yeah <laughs> super lucky it's kind of crazy estagami has been our key to the lockdown two years in yeah a it has Isn't that kind of crazy mm-hmm. yeah and you know we're you know we're doing it very carefully we're all vaccinated we're all tested tested we are all itis and i live in the same house you know we're we're, we're being extremely i've adopted we're, yilma yeah so it's you know like he you know yilma's all those adopted son just for this trip so we're being very very, Wait, very sorry very, what did very you say you adopted me 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Oh, I didn't hear you. I can't believe I didn't hear that. Yeah, of course. I'm your I'm your son. <laughs> That'd be so insane. And we're, you know, we're being, you know, we're, we're being very cautious of all that. And um we're going to go we're going to go and thank thanks Eric for for, you know, having us again. Yeah, like you say. But it's going to be great. So everybody stay tuned for that. We're the next podcast that comes out is going to be which is really cool if you listen to this. You can just I'm very excited because the next show is going to be us in Estangami. I don't even like who knows what'll happen. We could have caught, you know, an eighty pound brook trout. And it's like first people in the world to ever land an eighty pound brook trout. Can you imagine if we break the like world like world record? Brook trout record. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) You know? So anyways, I'm looking forward (laughs) to it. Maybe we could break a tippet record. We could break a tippet record. We could break after that. I don't think I want to though, you know what I mean? Like I don't want to either, man. I'd rather just land the fish. I'm kinda riding high on I'm kinda riding high on big fish landed on light tippet i know it's very but i'm not I'm, i don't care about records i just care about hanging out with you guys it's gonna be good it's gonna be fun everybody thanks <laughs> so much uh for listening to the show and the next one's gonna be estingami and uh it'll be itis and we'll probably have eric on there too eric lunn um i think we should also have uh i mean if yeah. if he wants to have ethan on Ooh, ethan our, ethan, our guy ethan from would be last great. time and ethan yeah. would be great to have on the show ethan's yeah. great yeah yeah yeah, mm-hmm. he yep. knows a lot. He's he was great on camera last year, and um, yeah, he's so knowledgeable and just so yeah, great fishy guy. Great. We'll see. Yeah, let's see what we can get yeah. cooking up there when we're up there. Let's see what we can cook up. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, I gotta mention it. Please. This past week, guys, was like awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm just I'm you know fish so super much. stressed. We fish, fish so, so much. much. Super stressed leaving a job. You know, leaving leaving fin- yeah. finishing a contract, and yeah, we had so much going on with other shoots and stuff, and. We went fishing Just to a lot. Sneak out for those couple of evenings. That's the key, you know. Really, That's the key. Really did wonders for the mental health. So fun. Oh, and we were banging so, huge fish. Oh yeah, that was awesome. So fun to be like, okay, let's go out at like, you know, six, fish a couple hours. It's the best. It's the best. But again, uh, we're lucky we could do it because the credit's only 30, 40 minutes away. Like it's and I kept thinking that, you know, we talked about that a lot on that credit show. I kept thinking that when I was driving home, like, this is really insane, you know? Like we just had like a buck wild night and it's like 20 minutes from home it's crazy you know and also to echo something mike said yeah. uh you know i i i find it i i love to still love catching fish duh but it's really fun when your friends catch fish and it's even extra fun when they catch a fish on a flying tie mm-hmm. so like totally. that other night mitch when you got your you know we got that huge brown yeah frenchy i tied i was like yeah. All right. <laughs> you know, that felt really good. I was like, yeah, all right. <laughs> all right. And that's that totally CDC cool. caddis, too. I was like, all right. <laughs> totally, totally cool. You tie, that, you tie that caddis? Yeah. Mama pajama, beautiful fly. Look at you go. I was just dubbing one thing a CDC. Oh, come on. Don't put yourself down. Oh, oh come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's two, fl- it's two things. Down now. It's two things. It's two things. <laughs> well, everybody, uh, check out the show notes for, you know, all the Mike Crap fly tying content. Um, uh, despite his handle, he is a he is an exceptional fly tire. I would say Mike exceptional. Um, it's a bad joke. It's very lame. But everybody check out the show notes for his YouTube. I was like a Yoma level joke. <laughs> I know for his drift videos, <laughs> his drift time videos, and his, of course his Instagram page. And Mike, again, thank you so much for coming to the show. You're you're a good fella. And uh, that's it for me, Mitch uh, Aldino. Bye, everybody. I hope everyone's staying safe. And we're so close, Ontario. It's a lockdown being over. So, so you know, close. hang in there. Hang in there. Yum. If you want to, you know, reach out and tell us some jokes. Or oh, do it. Tell you jokes. Whoa, what a fun or, call uh, out. 
Info at the SoFly at SoFly.ca. Info at SoFly.ca. Send us your best fishing jokes. I'll read them on air. All they'll read them on air. You'll read them on air. We'll read three jokes next show. We get three jokes. We're all reading them. So send them yeah. to info at SoFly.ca. Yoma? Yeah. Just want to lighten the mood. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, man. I like that. It's going to be a good, that's going to be a nice little way to end the show. Yoma? Yeah. I mean, bye. <laughs> See you guys later. This is awesome. All right. <laughs> well, I don't know how to like follow that. That's in, like, see you guys. <laughs> you can find all of our content at SoFly.ca. Reach out via email by sending your questions or comments to info at SoFly.ca. Find us on Instagram at the SoFly Crew. Thanks for listening.